Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's time to hear from some of the best high school football coaches in the area. That's love. Come on. It's the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show. All right. Nice job, fellas. Presented by your local pick and save stores. Let's turn it over to Muskego Athletic Director Ryan McMillan. Don't let one play affect the next one. Just learn from it. And the fans high school insider, big time Mike McGivern. Welcome to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores. He's back. He's back. My co-host is back. I'm so happy to have him back. And uh, Ryan McMillan, Athletic Director at Muskego High School. Hey, Coach, how you been? I've been great. How you been, Mike? Thanks for having me back. It's uh, it's good to be back and be mobile. Yeah, you know what? I uh, I miss being in the studio, but when I got a hold of you and said, hey, look, this is the way we're doing things right now, you said, really? I'm in. Yeah, no worries there. It's the idea of getting to the studio that sometimes caused a little bit of an issue. So I'm I'm really happy that uh, uh, that, that you're going to be with me each and every week. And, and, you know, yesterday's meeting, I think we're going to have a lot to talk about today and, and, and here in the near future because... There's a lot of things going on with the WIAA, the WFCA, and not only football, but in all sports. And I got to ask you, Ryan, boy, you got to be exhausted. This is supposed to be the time that you're kind of relaxing, right? Well, I think the unfortunate truth to that is there have been some that have been relaxing. Um, therefore, <laughs> students and whatnot are not being affected. Uh, yeah. Um, we have not been relaxing. It, uh, it has been tiring. It's been work. Again, when you listen to Dr. Uh, McGuine talk from UW Madison, you know, yesterday on the, the statewide, uh, zoom, uh, stream of the board of control meeting, uh, he just defined every single reason why we're doing this and we're doing it for the kids. And that's our why. And it's for their, their health. And, you know, those who can do, those who can't, will quit. And we believe we can, and we have a plan, and we're going to work our tail off to make it right and uh, and serve our students and serve our community. They want hey, to play, and these things give them the best possible. Hey Ryan, I I listened to Dr. McGinn, and and I'll tell you what, I um. I actually took pictures of some of the uh, the screenshots of, of the deck that he was using. And the one that, that really, uh, for me, that I had a hard time answering. When people would say to me, hey, look, how do you feel? What do you think about this? And I would say, I think they have to get back for the mental health of these kids. They need to get back to, to, to getting together and playing sports and, and seeing each other. And, and as soon as some of the college um, teams, colleges shut it down. They said, well, boy, you, you can't expect these high school kids to play if the colleges are shutting down. And I didn't really know how to answer that. And then he talked about that. And he had that one part of his deck was 
here's what happens in college, right? There's a lot more travel. You're in this controlled setting in a dorm room or an apartment with a lot of different kids. You can't control their where they're going and what they're doing out, you know, at night. And there were so many points that all of a sudden I said, okay, thank you. Finally, somebody, you know, that, that obviously knows and is much smarter than I am is saying, here's if colleges want to, to discontinue this and cancel, that's fine. But here's why I think it's safe, much safer for high school kids. Yeah, and I think another important piece that he brought up was, one, let the science guide you. And the science is there. Um, showing that our kids desperately do need to play for all of the reasons that he laid out and what you just alluded to with the mental health and the social aspect and the data of, you know, I think he line of 142,000 soccer players, contacts and things, and not a single transmission of COVID-19, but we do know... Um, the most alarming piece to me was those at-risk kids that are in our school system. If we don't play and we don't work our tail off to give them some sort of opportunity and make it as safe as we possibly can through the mitigation strategies, which, oh, by the way, have been around for four months now and are not changing, um, you know, if we don't work for our at-risk students, we're, we're failing those that need us most. And that's that's the hard part that I struggle with is, is those that are saying you can't, uh, I would beg to, to differ, and, and I would ask, what is their plan? And I think if you start asking those questions, you'll find people don't really have a plan, and therefore um, they're just saying shut it down. Well, we're just gonna we're gonna create a even larger achievement in the system of public health if we do that and we got to work our tails off to find a way and do it as safe as we possibly can and live our lives civically responsible and uh, keep everyone moving forward because when the director of the CDC is saying we're going to have a nation nationwide emergency in the world of public health, mental health and well-being of our young people in this country uh, that's scary to me and so we uh, we just said we're getting to work uh, talking to my co-host, Ryan McMillan, the AD at Muskego, let me tell you what we have planned for today's show. Um, at 10.15, Wade Lebecki from the WI is going to join us for two segments, and we've got a number of questions to ask him regarding that meeting yesterday and some of the uh, details about is your school conference, are you going to play in the fall, do you want to play in the spring? There's some options, and I'll talk to Ryan about you know, what he thinks of some of these options as well. At 11 o'clock, Joe Cook is going to join us. He is uh, head coach at Paradise High School in Paradise, Texas. And Joe's going to tell us a little bit about what's going on in Texas. 11.15, Dan Brunner, executive director of the WFCA, will talk to us a little bit about that meeting yesterday and how he's feeling about the, uh, the Wisconsin Football Coaches Association and how they think this is going to lay out. Are most, most teams and schools and conferences going to play in the fall? Are they going to try to go to spring? Um, but Dan will give us an idea of how he feels. 11.30, Mike Bartholomew. He is coaching in, in uh, the Las Vegas area in Nevada. And we'll talk to him about what's going on. The difference between what's going on with Joe Cook in Texas and what's going on with Mike in Nevada, are it's night and day. It's You can't get any different as far as their thought of play of, of and what's what's happening in their states with high school football hey ryan i uh i work out at nine round and i was talking to a gal who uh, works at a psychiatric hospital in wauwatosa and um boy she gets after it nine round i mean she really works out hard and i and i said hey what is this uh covid what has this done to you business-wise you know in in a, in a business model like what are you busy are you not busy and she shook her head and said mike i've never in my career been this busy and she lives in Oconomowoc she's a fan of yours by the way Ryan she's a fan of yours and I said hey um tell me about that and she said I I work with kids from 8 to 17 years old and I get to, to the hospital at 7 o'clock and I go till 3 30 or 4 and I come here and work out for an hour and I grab a bite to eat and I go back and I'm working till 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock at night and it's six days a week and I go you got to be kidding me and she said, it's the untold story. And people are talking about, you know, their 401k and they're talking about this restaurant's closing and why can't I go here and eat and why can't we do this? And 
and nobody's talking about these kids and the deep depression some of these kids are experiencing because of not being able to go to school, not being able to hang out with their friends, and then the sitting at home playing video games and not getting on the playground or getting on the field has really affected them. And so when I heard Dr. McGinn talking about that yesterday, I was like yelling amen, because this is what this woman said is just the, the, the biggest untold story of this COVID-19. Would, again, I would totally agree, and I do not uh, question uh, what she told you, as I've heard that in other channels as well across that industry. Uh, we've heard it through our, our own people within our own stu student services offices on, on people reaching out and, and looking for guidance and needing a little bit extra uh, help. You know, we got a unique perspective in Muskego, too, because we... We've had 800 plus kids back on campus because when we were allowed to open summer school, we followed every guideline the CDC put out and built our summer schools to a T off of that thing and we were able to get kids back in and that helped to help the, the mental health needle and at least in our community with our kids and um, we'll continue to, to keep fighting at it and keep it moving forward. And I mean, the other key thing I think that's important here is is even if schools are virtual, due to the sheer number size of people w that are involved in and effectively space out, um, we can have co-curriculars operating in the event that the the mass school day has to be virtual, and that's okay. I mean, and that that will get our kids connected to curriculum. It will um, help to close achievement gaps. We'll have resources and, and influential adults around. To continue to preach that schoolwork, and um, I, I think that's an important piece to bring up too. Is this not? This is not just about athletics or, or co-curriculars. It's about the whole student and the whole picture, and, and continuing to move the needle. Hey Ryan, you um look if if you don't know his background, you're really good. He, he's from Wanakee, great high school football player, good college football player. He's a coach at Muskego, or he's a football coach at Oconomowoc. Excuse me, took the job as the AD at at uh, Muskego, and I, when I had him in studio years ago, I, I thought, man, this, this this young guy gets it. Like he he understands this thing, and he looks. He doesn't just look at this sport that he's coaching. He looks at a, a wide view and a wide lens of athletics when it comes to the overall package of these kids that are getting a chance to, to become student athletes. And that's why this whole thing for to, to listen to you talk about the educational side of it and making sure that people understand that you, you in particular, the AD at Muskego, are just not talking about, look, we, we want to get our football boys back on the field because we think we might have a good team. No, absolutely, and I, I'll I'll speak specifically to the football world and and on football teams across our state and this nation. The most at-risk youth individuals in our school systems, and the one thing that connects those at-risk youth to that curriculum that's so vital, and that getting that education that everyone's entitled to, is that sport of football and those coaches and those leaders that continue to push um, those young individuals and I staff at Muskego and you know we have multiple uh, coaches that are in uh, the student um, special ed areas and are that's their job all day every day is to make modifications for kids to help to set them up for success and so sports are vehicle but the end game is education and that's where we're, we're working hard and those who those who are not doing it again I, I fully believe they're failing kids I really do and and, and with that said know that we're going to be civically responsible and we are going to respect and listen to everything that our health department and our state tells us and if, if governor Eber jumps in and says hey we need to pause for a second well we'll pause and we'll listen and we'll do our best to to uh, help society as well yeah no no doubt hey um before we get to a break and again the next two segments wade lebeck is going to join us from the wiaa um the the conference that you're in and, and Muskego, at least, and again, this is a football coaches show, so we're talking a lot about football, but there's other sports, in fact, that start on Monday um, in, in some of them. But will you guys as a conference decide 
okay, we're playing in the fall, or have you as the athletic director and the people at Muskego made that decision? And are there any schools in the conference that you think might be a one-off and say we're moving to the spring? Well, again, I think at Muskego we're a little bit unique because we opened our doors on July 1, and yep. we and not just for high school sports. It's we we opened K twelve for summer school, and our K eight summer school was very successful. Our high school summer school was um, swimming lessons, all the stuff that you name it. And again, following every mitigation strategy there is out there to the best of our ability. And I think Muskego is ready to go, and and we've been ready to go. And maybe we might have been a little bit ahead of the curve there, and not realizing. Um, what was going on around us and and now so but we'll, we'll start Monday uh, we'll be ready to start September 7th with the rest of our fall sports as well and uh, we're willing to help any of those out there that uh, have questions because uh, I like I say we've had kids on campus now for two months and it, it's been good but uh, going back to the conference question is the conference just walks a county in general We've been meeting weekly for probably the past month now, if not five to six weeks. And we've had a lot of the um, mitigation strategies, ideas, and constantly gathering the data and, and checking in with each other and thinking about how can we modify conference events, how can we build a schedule that is responsible, um, and again, civically responsible, and continuing to provide these opportunities for kids and, and we've been very collaborative and, and I hope that um, I hope that uh, that continues to happen with our athletic directors in our, our conference and um, right, you know within the conference within the county um, with a few uh, few sports as, as outliers in the region um, and then uh, we'll keep moving this thing forward and I, I hope that all of our superintendents uh, stay there with us, and, and we can keep this thing unified and, and moving forward together. He is uh, He's my co-host, man, and you see why I just love having him. I wish he was sitting next to me, but he's uh, he's somewhere else. But it sounds like we're, we're sitting next to each other. He's Ryan McMillan, uh, the AD at Muskego. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, Wade LaVecchia. He is uh, from the WIA. We're going to talk to him about that meeting yesterday and, and some questions that I have. And I think that Ryan uh, may have as well and some comments about about that meeting. But we'll talk about this, this alternative um, schedule that they have in case there are schools and, and uh, conferences that want to move to the spring and what that would look like. And we'll talk to Wade on the other side. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. My co-host is Ryan McMillan. The athletic director at Muskego. We are now joined by Wade LeBecky, who is uh, with the WIAA and has been uh, kind enough to give us two segments as he is up on a lake somewhere. Wade, where are you? That's top secret. <laughs> that is, I know this. He's not in Milwaukee. He's not at a lake around here. Hey, um, Wade, that, that meeting yesterday, first of all, um, both uh, uh, Ryan and I completely agree that that Dr. McGinn was so good. Like he he was so like he had all his ducks in a row and explained things, even to, so a guy like me can understand it. And I just thought the way to start that meeting with him was really really good. And you had to be impressed with him as well. You know our our sports medical uh, advisory committee has been outstanding the entire. Uh, time i mean they've always been great for everything we do but during this pandemic they've been outstanding and you know we've got doctors and and tim's a researcher at uw and we put these guidelines together and some people wanted them faster you know everybody now during this pandemic they're they're impatient and they don't want to wait for stuff but you know when you've got doctors doing full clinics and and then they're doing this stuff for free in between you know patients and on their own time at night and on the weekends it's it's really uh, amazing on, on what they contribute to us and and tim does that as well he's uh 
on the WIA Sports Medical Committee as a researcher, but he's also on the National Federation Sports Medical Advisory Committee as their researcher. So he's been doing research on concussions and sports specialization, and now he's been doing on the impact of COVID-19 on, on the adolescents and what the effect is. And, and that's the information that you saw that he presented. And, uh, he's he's uh, very well um, grounded in, in his work and, and does an outstanding job over there. So it's, it's, it's truly a great asset to, for us for our Sports Medical Advisory Committee and, and for you know, the member schools. You know, um, Ryan, when, when you're talking that first segment, when we talked about the mental health side of that and what he talked about with that was really um, impressive and important to, to, to you. And then the, the, to be able to answer the question that I get all the time, if college is shutting down, how could a high school? Um, did you sit, were you on that call, Ryan, or did you, were you on um, the YouTube channel watching it? Ryan McMillan, AD. So wait, it might just be you and I here for a second. Um, I know that he at least watched it. I don't know if he was on that call or not, but I don't know if you heard our first segment. You know, Ryan, again, the AD at at, at Muskego really gets this whole thing. And I think he looks at this with a wide lens as he's looking at these student athletes and the importance of not only them on the field or the court, but them as students as well. And I think Dr. McGinn did the same thing. Yeah, you know, and, and as you touched upon, you know, the, the difference between college um, and and, uh, and high school sports, it's important to realize and remember that what we do is we do education-based athletics. And education-based athletics means that it's an extension of the classroom. And we're trying to provide uh, opportunity for kids to grow as young adults so they can be good citizens and they can contribute to society. Now, that sounds, you know, idealistic and philosophical, but, you know, there isn't a person in our office uh, or, or an AD or a school administrator that doesn't believe that. Uh, we're different than club sports. We're different than college. College, you know, athletics is a great opportunity, but remember what the purpose of that is. That's to go ahead and brand their university. and That's to go ahead and, and increase their enrollment. That's to go ahead and, and uh, get alumni to get involved into their programs is to provide opportunities for kids that want to go on into uh, pro football or, or to get their education paid for. And it's also revenue. So they've got, they've got their focus, and we've got ours. And uh, that's why Dr. McGuine's uh, study is so important because, you know, we have opportunities here for kids that they normally would not get. Um, you know, and the, the, he also brought into the segment um, some of the things that, you know, people don't think about. There is the, there is the effect of of the emotional mental health of kids but there's also the physical activity that they haven't been getting by that the sports provide and schools provide but i think when he touched upon was the the thing that really hits you you know square in the forehead is the level of of um, severe depression by poverty level and remember you know some kids can go and, and they can play club sports and then and that was an opportunity during the summer that they could do but now that the fall season's in um, this is where the school provides those education-based athletics, and kids of all uh, levels of income, kids of all levels of um, you know economic status, have that opportunity, and uh, that's the important piece here. You know, we've got people trying to fill the void here all the time with club sports and and trying to do that with youth sports and travel teams, but the cost of that is prohibitive for many of our kids uh, throughout. Uh, you know our urban areas and our rural areas. Uh, yep. so, you know, the economic status, of, uh, you know, up here in some of these uh, areas in the northwest and north, north central and northeast uh, of our state and the southwest of our state, uh, those, the economic status is, is not much different than the economic status of the urban areas. So we, those kids don't have the opportunities uh, that somebody might have, you know, uh, to pay $1,000 to belong to a volleyball uh, club or to go ahead and, and get specialized training and, and pay $100 an hour per lesson. Uh, those are things that this uh, education-based athletics provides, and uh, we need to go keep that in mind. Now, 100%. not everybody agrees you know, with us going forward, but um, that's going to be a decision that I think uh, our school administrators have. And I understand not everybody you know, wants to, to make that decision, but uh, our, our board felt that you know, it's a local decision. 
and we always hear, you know, we want to be able to go ahead and make our own decisions. And uh, there is not a one-size-fits-all throughout the state. Uh, it's different uh, all over the state, whether it's the community spread or, or the level of, of or status of the pandemic. So we, we want to make sure that the people who can play do play. Hey, Ryan, uh, welcome back. We're talking to Wade LeBeck. He's a de- uh, de- uh, deputy director of the WIA. Excuse me. Hey, Ryan, um, before we lost you, I'd ask you a question. Were you on the call or were you um, were you listening to it live and watching it live, or did you go back and watch it? So I was on it live for probably the first, I think, two hours it was, and then I had to jump into interviews for the remainder of the day, and then I went back this morning and read the literature and then watched it again um, to make sure I had it, it kind of down, and I think – you know, um, Wade brings up a great point in some of those rural districts and whatnot um, with providing that opportunity and people not wanting to make the decision. And, and the one thing I would say uh, to that is is those that are, are nervous about that decision, uh, you know, call the folks that have have started and have gotten going and, and, and try to forecast the logistics that you're going to have to lay out. And, you know, some of these other schools don't have an athletic director at their school to help guide their school administrators in terms of the world of education-based athletics. And so, you know, some of those guys are 10 months, and and those schools that would like to get going but just are a little unsure how, find the helpers. WI released a bunch of great information yesterday, and uh, there's plenty of school districts in our neck of the woods that's that's willing to help and willing to help anyone across the state uh, because we know if, if we help them, they help us and it helps all of our kids and it creates a better society. So um, it's good yep. stuff. Hey guys, let's, let's, if we can, let's get to a break. Other side of the break. Um, Wade, I'm going to ask you about the alternative schedule. Um, and, okay. and if schools can, if, if football teams, and it is a football uh, show, but we can talk about other sports as well. Um, but if they start, if they start playing in the fall and, and, and decide they have to shut it down, what, what can they do in the spring? That kind of stuff. He is Wade Lebecki. He's the deputy director of the WIAA and my co-host, Ryan McMillan, the athletic director at Muskego. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show, as always presented by your local pick and save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGiver. My co-host is Ryan McMillan, the athletic director at Muskego High School. And we are joined for a second segment, Wade LeBecki, who's been just very kind um, with his time for me the last, I don't know, six weeks, man. When I call him and ask him questions, and, and, and Wade, I want to thank you for that. He's the deputy director of the WIAA. Let's talk about this alternative schedule if we can, Wade, so so schools and conferences can can make that decision. And you guys, I think, have asked them by September 1st. Is that correct, to make the decision if they weren't going to continue to play in the fall or if they're going to move to the spring? Right, and, and the September 1st date is really uh, for scheduling purposes. You know, we want to be able to go ahead and have an idea one of who's playing in the fall and uh, who's not, um, and so we can start doing some planning uh, for postseason if we're if we're going to have postseason in some of the sports. But it's also for scheduling purposes, so an athletic director will know if a school in their conference is not playing, which I would hope they've already discussed with each other. Um, but if, if if you have that schedule available, you'll know where the holes are in your schedules, and then you can go online and we've got a new games wanted area for the athletic directors, and they'll be able to seek out competition to fill those holes and those voids. So it really is, is to help and assist. Um, and, and we'll know, basically have, a, have, a, have an idea of who's going spring uh, right away so we know, you know kind of how we can start planning for those um, contests as well, those tournaments as well. And, but, uh, you know, just because we say September 1st doesn't mean that uh, a situation may arise where a school has to hold off for a couple weeks and then, uh, they might have to hold off a couple weeks more, and then they have to go to spring, and they, they have to shut down in the fall for whatever reason. They still have that opportunity 
uh, to go there, provided they haven't uh, spent 50% of their practice season or 50% of their games, uh, and they then- can go to the spring. And, Wade, that's what I want to get into. And, again, because it's a football show, um, we're not going to have ta- uh, time to talk about cross country and, and, and uh, girls golf and, and soccer, and, and I wish that, that we did. But for football, first day, September 7th, uh, when they could practice, the earliest game would be Wednesday, September 23rd. I know that Thursday night lights were planning on the 24th, and then the scoreboard show that I do would be the 25th. And then that would be a seven-week um, conference. You play everybody in your conference. And then at least right now, the idea is to have like a regional playoff so you get two playoff games. Um, and then the alternative is to say, look, we're going to play in the spring. And the first for football again, Monday, March 8th, would be uh, the week of, of, of uh, May 3rd. or I'm sorry, the earliest first game then would be uh, March 24th, and it would end the week of May 3rd. So you would get seven weeks at that point with with no playoffs at the end, correct? Correct. And and the reason we don't have the playoffs is, you know, the difficulty here is how many seasons you have in a calendar year. And so, you know, when you have a fall, if you can play in the fall and you have that whole winter and spring off and summer, you get your five contact days, you go into your fall season. There's time in there. Uh, but we wanted to go ahead and have a reasonable amount of time between you know the last May 3rd to the first August 3rd because I believe we're August 3rd uh, starting in 2021. So we wanted we didn't want to encroach any closer than that because the, the overuse and overexposure injuries in football being a contact sport. So that's why we don't have the two additional weeks in there. Uh, you know the, the two additional weeks in the fall actually and essentially provide some flexibility. So if you have to. Fit Ah, hey Ryan, we uh, oh he's back. Wade, you're back. We lost you there for a second. Wade, are you there? Ryan, how about how about you, Ryan? You there? I'm here. I'm here. There, there. We got them both back. Hey, um, okay. Wade, I'm sorry you we know, lost you. It's not as that, good as a reception here. I got well, one. Yeah. Hey, you're starting to give away that that surprise or that you know that secret on where you're at. So you might want to stop talking. <laughs> People start driving to the Northwoods looking for you. Um, and and I understand that that the the idea of having the seven games um, in the spring. So I want to get to if 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 50 percent of the season, if they if if a school decides we're going to play in the fall, and they get to um, 50% of the season. Let, let's use this, and you had given me this uh, yesterday. I think this is an easy way to do it. If a school says we're going to play in the fall and they play two games, and for whatever reason they decide we're going to shut it down, we're going to move to the spring, they won't come back in the spring and play seven games. They would play five games, correct? In football, right. We're going to prorate yep. it because of the nature of the game. So if they play two games, like you said, and they have to shut it down, they have – five weeks uh, of games in the uh, spring and they'll have two you know two weeks of practice and then they could have their five weeks so uh that's the the reason we prorated football was because of the nature of the sport hey um wait so if a team plays football in the fall and they they complete the season and go through it does the baseball season does the baseball team have the opportunity to to move to the alternative um season start in april or if the football team plays in the fall, then the baseball, then everything follows with that? Well, the, the dates are set now, though, so you see the new dates there. So it doesn't matter whether football is in the spring or in the fall. You know, baseball is going to start Monday, April 19th, right. and it's going to go through um, June and 28th. So that's the WIA calendar, and all member schools have to follow that calendar. So it, it won't have that. You just won't have that overlap if you play in the fall. So but, baseball, yeah, I, baseball is starting April 19th. I mean, that's sure. and it's going to go through the week of, of June 28th, and that's set in in stone. That's what the the, the schedule is for the 2021 uh, spring sports season. And again, this is a one year. We hope we don't know that for a fact, but we hope this is a one year adjustment to get kids back playing and get seasons in. Correct? Correct. Yeah. So in in 21 22. Then they will go back to our traditional calendars. That's what we're hoping for. Right. 
Hey, um, Ryan, as, again, the AD at, at Muskego, you, you can't just, like you did at Oconomowoc, just focus in on football. you got to see the whole picture. Um, I guess, and, and we're going to have an open segment next to it with, with you and I to be able to talk about the things you like about this and some of the things that maybe you don't like about it. And I'm wondering, um, when you see this alternative schedule and, and the things that, that, as an athletic director, you've got to now, again, be very nimble to be able to, to make sure that that kids are going to be available to play, that the fields are available, all the things you do as an athletic director. Overall view, um, when you see the schedules and the alternative schedule, your feeling is what? Uh, it's a mixed emotions, I'll be honest with you. It, it, there's definitely mixed emotions. Um, but, you know, again, for us at Muskego, and I, I hope I speak for all of Waukesha County, um, we don't really foresee that us having a whole lot of conflicts because we believe we can get going and we can effectively manage this thing um, and navigate the pandemic while playing sports and keep our seasons alive. And again, it's it's about understanding close contacts, how to mitigate close contacts, and all those other pieces that come into it. And, you know, if if sports work together and coaches work together and they talk about how to structure practices and continue those communications and, and structuring um, events and games like has happened in Waukesha County, I really navigate this thing. And the only thing I would ask the WI to consider is for those schools that uh, do start on time, do navigate it, do make it to the end, uh, would there ever be any consideration for us who've done all this hard work to be able to have that extra time back in the winter sports, the spring sports? I feel for our spring sports people because they lost their whole season last year, and now they got their season shortened this year. Um, but it definitely gives a, a clear, defined timeline, and, and you know, for us, it's a backup plan, and at least we know what the backup plan is. And there's an answer there, which I can appreciate from the statewide level. Hey, yeah, Wade, so go yeah. ahead. And, you know, his question is, it was, I think, a legitimate question. Is there a way to get any of that time back? And I don't know how you how you address that for, you know, a school like Muskego and, and, and maybe all of Waukesha County that, you know, have done the, 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 the heavy lifting uh, so far in this thing. Yeah, right now I, I don't think I can answer that. That would be a question for the board, and it would have to be something that would have to come from the member schools. And you know, we're going to have our area meetings in uh, September, and that's an opportunity for Ryan and, and the area schools to bring that up uh, for board review. You know, we've got a long time between now and, and, and April. I, we can't tell you what's going to happen tomorrow with this uh, coronavirus yeah. stuff. And, you know, it, it, every day feels like Groundhog Day. You wake up, we have a great <laughs> plan in place, and then boom, it's shot, and we got to come start from scratch all over again. You know. Um, so it really is, is important on that. There's a couple of rumors flying around that, you know, other agencies might get involved in, in whether or not there's stuff going to happen or not. So we really need to just keep on keep on our toes and be nimble and, and see. And, and Ryan will have that opportunity um, to talk about that. And at the area meetings, those will be online uh, for the for the schools, I believe. They decided that on uh, yesterday. But, you know, we really want to go ahead and, and focus on getting kids together and getting kids connected. Uh, if they can practice, that is wonderful. And if they can go ahead and have intra-squad in uh, scrimmages, that's great. If you can get out there and get some competitions going, that's even better. Uh, you know, but, it, but right now it's baby steps, and we got to make sure that we can just get going. You know, it's, 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 we're hoping that we can get this stuff going on Monday with golf and girls golf, tennis, swim, and, and then boys soccer. So, uh, or excuse me, cross country. We'll see how those four sports go. And then hopefully in September 7th, we can see football, volleyball, and boys soccer going then. So uh, he that's is, the first step. Yeah, it is. And he is Wade LeBeck again. Wade, uh, you know, I tell you this one, it's just you and I on the phone, but I wanted to do it on the air. I just thank you so much for, you know, the amount of time that, that, that you give me. And, and you know, you, you do a good job for a Thomas Moore grad. That, that always surprises me, by the way. No, I'm just kidding. He is uh, Wade Lebecki, the deputy director from the WIAA. Hey, um, go relax a little bit at whatever lake you are at northern Wisconsin. And uh, if you're going to fish, go catch a few fish. And I'm sure I'll be calling you next week. 
Okay, that sounds good, Mike. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Ryan. You, you got it. Thank you, Wade. We'll get to a break. Other side of the break, uh, Ryan and I talk a little bit about uh, about all of this and, and as an athletic director, how he's feeling. I know there's some things that – that he uh, that he he is questioning, but there are some good, some good things, and he and he has a lot of respect for the uh, the amount of work that a lot of people have put in to try to get this thing going and get these kids back on the field and the court. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local Pick and Save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores. I'm Mike McGiver. My co-host is Ryan McMillan, the former uh, head football coach at Oconomowoc, been the athletic director at Muskego. How long have you been at Muskego now, Ryan? Uh, completed three years, I believe, Man. going into my fourth. Man, it, it, you know what? That, that Those years went by quick for me. I remember coming out to Oconomowoc to hang out with you a little bit and give out some awards and do a Thursday night game or two out there. And, and, uh, does it feel like it's been that long that you've been on the side? I have been off of the sidelines. Ah, uh, I don't know. That's a hard question to ask, I guess. Um, you've been, I you've been too you, busy, I'm... too busy lately to even think about that. Yeah. Right. I, I, I... I tell you, I'd be happy to go back to the sidelines at any time here, um, but because uh, that well, would simplify things a little bit. But it, it, it's all good. I, I mean, I'm involved in it still, so I, I don't. Uh, here, hey, Ryan, good. here's what here's what, um, and and you know what, I, I think I think Muskego um, is in good hands with you as the athletic director, and I'll tell you why because you you don't shy away from the leading part of this, right? You, you look. Somebody needs to be the leader on this, and it, as the athletic director, it's you. And you're not saying, "Well, somebody else make this decision." You're right in the fight, saying, "Here's why I think," and and you understand all this. So let's get to to you know the two segments with Wade. I again, I thank him so much for the amount of time that he has given me and our station because he comes on our our station a lot. Um, your overall feeling of this whole. With utilizing the alternative uh, fall sports season and things like that. Um, you said, look, there are some things I really like, but there are some things that I question and, and, and don't particularly like. And I thought we'd use this segment to maybe talk a little bit about those. Yeah, and that's a great question. And I think, uh, I think what I really like is I like the plan as a backup plan, but I also would love to give this thing – civically responsible kick at the can that we possibly can and use every single mitigation strategy we have at our disposal to try and get this thing going and then if it doesn't work then let's go to to plan b and let's take a break and let's slow it down the hard part for me is is it alluded to it is there's other agencies and other organizations and other people out there that are ready to go and play sports and we'll provide an opportunity if we don't. Um, so I am in lockstep with Wade that we, we need to provide a education-based opportunity. And uh, in our opinion, we, we need to do it. do it now. Someone's going to. I mean, there's rumors of U18 football in, in, in youth organizations. State if, if football season would have got shut down because fans. Oh. Those, you know what, they were going to rename, uh, you know, we're going to be a club sport. And uh, we'll figure out yeah. the equipment. We'll do this and do that. You're right. They were ready to jump. So if 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 you were able to, to uh, make the final decision on this, you would have said, hey, look, let's not talk about the alternative yet. Let's have that in our back pocket. And let's go to town. Let's go to market, man. Let's go to town. Let's figure this thing out. And, and let's go full bore ahead. And if we have to slow it down. Then we have this in our back pocket. You, is your fear that there may be um, some uh, schools, uh, conferences, or districts that might say, hey, look, we because it's easier to do, we're going to put this on hold right now, and we will take the alternative schedule, and we'll just do that because um, there's a couple of parents that are upset with us right now, that kind of thing. Uh, totally. That's, that's my main fear on this whole thing, and... And I think 
that would, if you ask probably anybody across the state, um, what is their, their biggest um, frustration everything and in, in these plans and where we are today and and really it's probably you know nationwide but it's it's decisions being made for political convenience uh, as opposed to safety per se and uh, there will always be a risk uh, you heard that in the WIA meeting yesterday as well risk will never be zero and it will never be zero not just in COVID but in a lot of different facets of uh, of sport and I think I think because of that, it, it, it we have a uh, duty to do our due diligence. And again, I think the the, the important piece here: is smart people in our state, a lot of smart people. And the mitigation strategies haven't changed for four months now. Um, I had a superintendent, uh, very wise superintendent, say to me a few months ago, "What else do we need to know?" And she was 100% correct. Like, nothing's changing. We know what we need to know to, to fight this thing. Fear this virus. We need to respect it. And we need to modify our lives and, and, and carry out that civic responsibility. And I think if we can get people together, working together, as we started to see happen here in Waukesha County, at least from my own perspective, a lot of really, really, really good things can happen. I give the WI credit uh, on one note is they took the tournament and they said we aren't going to make it any decision on, on tournaments because there's a contingency out there that wanted to eliminate all tournaments and all that stuff and you know there's people thinking state championships and all that stuff and I would argue we don't even need to have that conversation on how do we get going and get going together and if we can master this thing and get to a good place we can have a state tournament later on if it presents itself. And if it doesn't, well, guess what? At least we provided an opportunity. We got a regular season in, and uh, we were able to move forward. So I think the leadership piece was huge, and I think a lot of people would recognize as this pandemic started, there's so much unknown, but there's so much uniqueness to each individual situation as well. So decisions were passed and passed and passed and passed. Right. And, you know what, it's come right down to the school level, and I, myself in particular, I, I was tired of that, and I wasn't going to pass the decision, and I said, we're going to get to work, and we're going to we're gonna follow every guideline under the book and, and, and work our tail off to make it happen to, to give these kids what they need, because we know with the research, if we don't, we are going to have a different public health emergency, and it's going to be a catastrophic one. 100%. Um, with young people and i don't want to see that happen and we're you know, we're already down the road with covid what's what's done is done we just gotta we gotta prevent other bad things from happening as well well in 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 dr mcguinn's um uh, deck yesterday did you see the number of 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 kids now being um yeah they're talking about over, old, uh, overdosing on on opioids and all of that that the numbers have skyrocketed and uh, again it it's because I I believe it's because kids have all this time on their hands now. They're not being held accountable. They're now they don't have to get up and get to class every day and get to the field and get to the court, and so they're they're looking to you know to 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 do other things and try other things and 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 not great things, not good things. It's not like they're getting out and running for you know getting six miles in and getting a hundred shots up on the playground by themselves there's some other things that that are really causing them to go down a bad path and and i agree with you a hundred percent on that ryan and i didn't think about uh, to be honest with you i didn't think about the idea of let's go all in and keep plan b this alternative schedule in our back pocket um and if we need it we have it uh but they they rolled it out and said here it is and uh I, I agree with that. Which sport for you is the AD is is causing the biggest headaches right now? The most headaches right now? Yeah, yeah. Is it? Um, you know, uh, you have any trouble with cross country, the boys or girls, or golf or swimming or uh, volleyball? Is it is it mostly the football stuff that's going on? Well, I, I I would say for myself personally at Muskego High School, there's really no headaches because our I give our coaches a lot of credit and even our summer school staff even more credit for getting us started 
and yeah. uh, getting us moving. Um, and, and because we were able to move with now gotten ourselves to a point where we're able to talk about, you know, starting a sports season and, and handling those pieces. But I, I'm not frustrated with any one sport. The one thing I would tell you is, is I think you would be foolish to, to think that a lot of football and I wish the one thing, if I could undo something, it would be, could we have removed football from the conversation long ago when, when everyone kind of, uh, back the WIA, could we have removed football and said, can we agree on starting these other sports that can effectively socially distance that have way less contact and, and everyone wanted to debate football and they do at the national level too. And you know, the collegiate game is, is they're not shutting down campus because of or golf or some of those things going on in the fall sports they are shutting it down because of football, you know, and, yep. and I, that's an economic engine. Um, but there's some other th- as well. So it just, if we could remove football out of the equation and let that be a standalone and handle that as its own entity and allowed every other sport to do what they do, I think we could have could have gotten to a potentially better place at this time. But, again, what's done is done. And I, I, I recognize why they don't want to do that because that kind of sets precedence and we're all in this together in, in all sports at a, a school district in particular. is No one sport's greater than another. But I just, as as you see the political landscape, you can just see being affected because people want to debate football. Well, let's leave cross-country alone. Let's let girls swimming go do their thing. Yep. Hey, um, volleyball and the rest of them. Yeah, I I agree. Hey, I'm sorry. We've got to get to a break. Other side of the break, uh, Joe Cook, he's the head football coach, and he used to be my co-host. He's also the athletic director at Paradise high school in paradise texas they're taking a whole different approach in texas and then later in the show mike bartholomew who's coaching in vegas they're taking a whole different um way to, to try to go about this whole high school sports thing and uh on the other side of the break joe cook will join us It'd be good to have him back uh, on the airwaves here at uh, 105.7 fm the fan this is the varsity blitz high school football coaches show presented by your local pick and save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. <laughs> 